are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. I never understood why I had to live with all these obstacles. What I did know was that I was confident in my ability to crush everything and anything that stood in front of me and my vision. I look at the world a little differently than most. I love when failure approaches because with failure comes massive level up in life. Life is all about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Life's all about falling on your face and getting up with a smile. It's time to embrace the failures and find the solutions. Approach everything with confidence. I'm living in such a way that when my final days come, there are more remember whens and less what ifs. I'm Nick Santanastasso, and I'm Limitless. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lito Dayan. And in today's episode of the Mind Body Podcast, I had the honor to host Nick Santinastasso. The fact that Nick statistically shouldn't even be alive is unbelievable. But then you see what he does in the gym and unbelievable takes on a whole new meaning. The 21 years old from New Jersey was born missing both of his legs, his right arm and all but one finger on his left hand. He's one of the most inspiring people you will ever see in the gym because he has never let that get in his way. Nick was born with Hanhert syndrome, an extremely rare condition that left him legless and missing an arm. Nick is one of only 12 people that have ever been born with this condition. And from all these 12 people, 8 of them are not alive. Talking about a miracle. His Instagram is full of videos and pictures of him in the gym coming up with creative and inspiring ways to walk the muscle it does have. He even had the chance to meet The Rock in person and said that he told him, thank you, because of you I got a little bit better perspective about life. Santo Nestasso gained fame as a teenager with his prank videos, which is hilarious, you should watch them all. You fucker. <laughs> What's up, dude? What the fuck's wrong with you? Zombie prank. Today, he spends most of his time in the gym and doing motivational speaking to inspire and become a human example of what we are all capable of once we change the meaning of the things in our life. 
There is no question that whatever Nick put in his mind and focus on, he gets it done. This young ambitious man has a true spirit of a leader and someone we can all see and as an example that our capacity as humans is so strong and when we truly want something, no challenge, no limitation, no fears, no doubts, no lacks of self-confidence, no money, nothing will stop us from getting it. So without further ado, let's welcome Nick Santinastasso. So welcome Nick Santinastasto uh, for the Mind Body Podcast. Yeah, thank you brother. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Great. I'm so so honored to have you here. Like I told you before, I was so thrilled to have you on my podcast. It's like uh, I I'm really excited just like when I will get Tony Robbins for example because I really uh, love people with the mindset like you have and it's so so inspiring to see people like you that no matter what's going on in their life they actually find a better meaning for everything so i would like you to introduce yourself a little bit and tell a, a little bit about your you and your background yeah yeah so my name is nick santanastasso i'm 21 years old and i was born in the united states i was born in new jersey and i was actually born with hand heart syndrome and what hand heart syndrome is is a super rare genetic disorder that either leaves the babies with undeveloped limbs or undeveloped organs. And at the time of my birth, I was the 12th baby in medical history that they've ever seen this happen to. And they didn't know if my, you know, my organs were gonna be 100% healthy, so they gave me a 30% chance to live after birth. And then I was born, um, they, did, they did tests on my organs, and my organs were 100% healthy, and that's why living in a state of gratitude is so important. Gratitude is ex- extremely important, um, you know, from, from early ages, my, my parents started me off, you know, engraving in my head, the world isn't going to stop for you because you're born like this. You're going to have to figure out how to do each and everything, you know, your way. And what I mean by that is they would put food in front of me and say, figure it out. Or they put they would put my clothes in front of me and say, figure it out. And that's what, you know, sparked my mindset and got me into the groove of it's not can't, but it's how. So I think, you know, my parents raising me like that and not babying me and, and, and just showing me the hardships and the reality of the world so early on is what really sculpted me into the person I am today and the mindset that everyone talks about. So what you're saying is like they got you to do things and figure out on your own, right? Instead of just letting you like, okay, I will help you with this and this. So just like put it in front of you, okay, and do it. Yes. Yeah, yeah they, they, like I said, they would basically just... You know, not in a mean way, but they would put it there so, you know, I had to figure out my way. Because, like, the bottom line is, you know, mom and dad aren't going to be around forever. So, we, you know, they were basically prepping me for the real world. And, you know, whether it's, it's eating food or, or being independent and being financially stable, I have to figure out how to do it my way. And that's, for that's like, for everyone else, you know, everyone else watching this podcast, everyone else there watching, listening to this podcast, it's... it's it's not can, but it's how are you going to do it your way? How are you going to live your life your way? Or how are you going to execute a business plan or execute your goals? It's just how are you going to do it your way? So how was it like for you as a teenager? Let's say, for example, when you were about 10, 12, because, you know, kids might be mean sometimes and they say things up front to you. So how did you deal with it? And how did you figure out it inside of your head? Though? Yeah, so... Growing up, when I was when I was really young, I didn't really realize I was different. Um, I started realizing I was different when I got to middle school. When I got into middle school, you know, we can all 
agree that, that that's the most judgmental times of our lives, you know. And, and that, that was like a slap in the face for me. I realized how different I was. And I was this depressed kid. I was out of shape. Um, I wasn't comfortable in my body. And it got to the point where I hated the fact that I was born like this. I, I hated the fact that I was born with no legs and one arm. I didn't want to go public. I didn't want to look into a mirror. It was just, it was my lowest point. And, you know, I was a kid that thought confidence was a confidence was something you either had or you didn't have it. Like you were either born with confidence or you just didn't have it. But I realized that confidence is a skill and you know, skills you work, you work on it, you work on it, you sculpt that skill and then you apply it into your life. So I myself at that time going into high school and being, being this kid that, you know, was disgusted with himself and trying to figure out my why, you know, why am I born like this? Why do I have to go through all these challenges? You know, I, I needed, I needed something that was going to fulfill me. I needed something that was going to make me feel good about myself. I needed something that was going to make me feel comfortable with my skin. And that's when, that's when wrestling came in. I don't know if you want me to keep going. Into yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I, I want to talk to, take you to the wrestling scene because I saw that you were a wrestler, which was amazing how you like hold people. And uh, so can you please a little bit share about this? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> going into middle school, I was trying to find my why, you know, what was going to make me feel good about myself, you know, gain confidence in myself. And uh, all my best friends were wrestlers at the time. And my older brother wrestled for the same high school. He graduated. So I looked up the wrestlers. I looked up the athletes. And, you know, my friends were like, Nick, you know, you try everything. You always reach people, you know, try everything, you know, fall on your face. Like, why don't you try wrestling? And I said, you know, my, my arm. I can't because of my arm. And at the time, this arm was a little bit longer than it is now. And the bone was growing faster than the skin. So it was very, very simple, very painful. And it kind of banged up on the face. So I hide it. That was that was the main challenge for me was my arm. So you know, I came home one day and I said, "Mom and Dad, I want to be a wrestler." They said, "What about your arm?" And I said, "Can we can we amputate? Can we cut it off? Can we do something about it so I can wrestle?" And they, you know, my parents supported me in everything and anything I wanted to do. But this was a little bit different. This was a little bit more extreme. And I said, you know, this is something that I really want to do. If we get my arm taken care of, then I'll be able to wrestle and be a part of the team and feel good. And so. My sophomore year of high school, we scheduled to we scheduled the amputation. So basically, they lasered off um, some of the bone, and then they did a skin graft, which pulled the extra skin over the, the tip of it, so it's so I could bag it up. And that's how I got into wrestling. And we can we I want to stop and, and and touch on something real quick is that the only the only limitation or the only challenge that I saw in my head that was in front of me was the fact that my arm hurt. It wasn't the fact that I had no legs of one arm because I knew that if I worked my butt off and I was consistent with it, that my hard work and dedication would make up for my lack of limbs. So, you know, it, it's just mindset. It's mindset going It's amazing, yeah. Uh, I, I like uh, when we change our meaning, it can change everything, right? Because we all of us have limiting beliefs and uh, once we have challenges in our life or something that happens in our life, once we change the meaning and turn it into an opportunity and all of a sudden we see all the resources that's available to us. And like you said, uh, the more you practice it and you develop the skills, you add more confidence so you knew that no matter what, you, you're going to do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so I, uh, we went ahead and did the surgery and my junior year I came out from my wrestling team and you know I told the guys, I said, beat me up as, as hard as you can because I'm not going to learn how to become the best wrestler I could possibly be if people are babying me. Like, mm -hmm. like, 
for example, the same thing with my parents. If they would have babied me growing up, I wouldn't be the man I am today, right? So I was like, you know, beat me up, beat me up, beat me up. So I got my butt kicked that, that whole entire year. And my my junior year, I meant my senior year, I came out as the 106-pound varsity wrestler for my high school, which was like the starting lineup. And, you know, wrestling is where I found my why. You know, I'm searching for my why. Why am I born like this? Like, why me? Why me? Why me? And I, I didn't understand why I get standing ovations when I lost. I didn't understand why there were so many people to watch me wrestle. I wasn't very good. I'd be the first one to admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came off the mat one time, and I had, a, I had an adult come up to me and say, you know, Nick, you know, they were crying. And I said, you know, what's wrong? What did I do? And they said, no, like, thank you. And I was like, for what? And they said, you know, my, my son or my daughter, you know, was on the sideline and, and never wanted to do an extracurricular activity, never wanted to do a sport, never had the confidence to do a sport, but seeing you out there, you know, doing it, they're like, why not? I, I, I can do it. And I was like, wow, that was my, that was my quantum moment. That was my, 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 my answer to my why that I was literally inspiring people and changing, you know, changing people's lives on the sideline when I wasn't even focusing on it. Imagine how many people I can inspire, motivate, and change lives if I focus my energy on it. So wrestling, I found my why, you know, that I'm put on this earth for a reason, and I'm put on this earth to be an example to people to show them, you know, how much potential you have, how, how much you can accomplish when you really want something, and when you really put, put your mind into something. And that's what led me, you know, I gained enough confidence in wrestling to put myself out on the internet. And that's when the app Vine came out. I don't know if you, you remember the Vine. Yeah. The, 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 the what? The app Vine. Have Vine? The, yeah, the Vine, the application. No, I didn't saw it. Okay, so this this is gonna be new to you. All right, so Vine was an app. It was a huge app that you could post the six second videos on. You can only post six second videos on it. And I wanted to figure out a way where I can make an outlet that I can not only inspire and, and you know motivate people, but make them laugh. Uh-huh. And you know, if they could see, you know, look, you know, like I said, I was coming from a kid that wasn't comfortable, comfortable in my skin. I hated my body, and I didn't want other people to feel like that. And I know, as we're sitting here talking, that people are feeling that way right now. And so I wanted to create an outlet where I can change people's perspectives through <clears throat> through me entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. So. I wanted to figure out something that's never been posted before, never been done, because if I post something that's never been done, it's got to go viral. And, you know, I said, how many legless guys do you see dressing up as a zombie scaring people in public? <laughs> and they were like, you know, no, no one, no one's doing it. And so I went to my local Walmart, I filmed a video, I scared this guy, he threw paper towels at my face, and I said, you know, if this reaches 500 views, if I get 500 views, or if, I, if I'm able to impact, you know, 500 people, then... You know, that's I'm winning. And I woke up the next day for school, and it, and it had over 80,000 likes and over 80,000 rebinds. Wow. And it went internationally viral. And, you know, one of the articles, one of the news articles, the titles that stood out to me the most was, NJ Team Born With Disability Turned Into A Positive. And that's all I wanted. For, that's all I wanted. You know, that's all I wanted people to see. It was like, wow, look how happy Nick is in a situation. Look, how, look how comfortable Nick is in his skin. Like, I could be comfortable, right? So I, I went ahead and I did a bunch of pranks. I, I, I posted funny videos on the app and I gained a million followers in under a year. And that led me to being hired by Fox International to scare Norman Reedus, the main actor of The Walking Dead, in Tokyo, Japan for another viral video. And you know I, I got to do so many amazing things by just saying, okay, how can I have fun but help people at the same time? How can I do what I love but try to bring as much value as I can to others? 
It's, yeah, a, it's so, amazing, uh, yes, how uh, once you change your story, uh, everything's changed, right? Because let's say if you look uh, back then when you were uh, depressed, so what was your story back then and what is the story of the new Nick now? The story back then, uh, I feel like, was just like, why me? You know, the world's, the, world's, the world's against me and I'm just put in a situation and, you know, that, like I said, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't like the things about myself that, you know, what am I going to do with my life? I'm just going to be a kid in a wheelchair. Like, I, I can't work a regular job. Like, that was my story. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, through wrestling and everything, I found out, you know, what if the, the, the things we hate about ourselves, what, is, what, are, what are the things that we dislike about ourselves and think that, you know, we're unattractive or maybe our biggest empowerment, maybe our biggest influences. And that, that's what it was for me, you know, things growing up my whole life that I said, you know, why me? Why am I born like this? I, I hate this. I don't want to live in this body where actually my biggest empowerments, my biggest influences, my biggest tools to impact the world. Mm-hmm. And, and the beauty is, I think it's once you actually experience it, not just like telling it to yourself, just like you did, you experience, you, you go out, you did your wrestling, you did this, then you went to competition, right? So all of those stuff that you actually not just think in your head and you actually do in the real world, that's what uh, creates more confidence in you because you said, oh, if I did this, then I can do this and this and this. So it's a, a snowball effect. So. Yeah. That's what I did, you know, everything that I set my mind to, you know, I was accomplishing or, or if I wanted to impact people, you know, that made me feel good, made me feel fulfilled and that would make me feel comfortable in my skin. I was changing people's lives. And then, you know, after the, I was this big prankster, you know, I had over a million followers on, on Vine for my pranking and it, it wasn't something I knew there was much more than me. I knew that I had much more potential, you know, than being a prankster and that's when I made an announcement to everyone. I said, you know... I know all of you follow me for my funny videos and my pranks, but you know I want to become a fitness model. I, I want to become a bodybuilder. I want to break into the mainstream modeling industry. I want to become a keynote speaker. I said I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to do these things, but these are these are the things that I'm going to be working towards. And that's when the fitness came in. You know, I started posting fitness videos, and for a whole year, you know, it, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what form was. I didn't know anything, right? I was going into this industry not knowing anything, but. The beauty behind life is that, you know, each and every day we have the ability to wake up and learn whatever we need to learn and implement it, right? Yeah. We can learn anything we want to learn nowadays, and we just got to implement it, take action. So, you know, a year went by, and it was the same cycle, you know, people say, you know, how are you going to lift weights? How are you going to do this? You can't do that, you know, you know, the same cycle over, over and over again, and my knowledge and nutrition got better. My knowledge and training got better. I figured out how to work my body out symmetrically, you know, despite having, you know, a lack of limb on the right side. You know, I was figuring out ways, you know, to build muscle correctly. And my physique started to change and people started to catch on. And that's when I landed my first sponsorship, which was Cage Muscle, which, you know, at the time they were, you know, a number one rated supplement company on bodybuilding.com. And, you know, that just gained, gained confidence, gained me more confidence, right? You know, snowball effect. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was on fire. I yeah. Was, I was just crushing everything, and, and that's when Reebok contacted me to work on the Be More Human campaign, and I found out that the Be More Human campaign was the same campaign that Conor McGregor and JJ Watt were on. Wow. And I was just like, oh my god, like, you know, more reassurance, I'm doing the right thing, I'm going in the right path, and, you know, I, I started gaining, you know, I started making an impact in the fitness industry, you know, my main goal was to break into the industry, break in, so like, 
all these people that don't know who I am, they're going to know who I am. And now, I mean, you know, look, look to where we are. I, I promised everyone that I would, I would step on stage before 2017 was over. I never knew how to compete in men's physique. I didn't know the posing. I didn't know anything. But that's the beauty, by put, beauty behind putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. That's where the most personal growth comes from. That's where you level up as an individual is when you put yourself in situations where you don't really know how you're going to do it, but you're going to figure out how to do it, right? It's about like being actually crystal clear, right? Because no matter what, you had so many challenges, so many obstacles along the way, but you, in your mindset, you were so clear about the outcome, what you wanted at the end, right? So you, this is what you saw, right? If I take you like back then when you just started and you had no validation, nothing that can actually make this thing uh, come true for you. For example, the competition, right? But what you saw inside your head, did you saw Nick on stage, right? This is the picture that you saw. And the more you focus on that outcome, this is why successful people succeed because they always focus on on what they want, right? So no matter what happens, like move, 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 move until I get to what I want. I like that. So yeah. So and and during during the so I did a twelve week prep. I moved myself from New Jersey to Tampa, and once I settled it in, I started my prep for twelve weeks. And I was two weeks out from my show. I was at the Mr. Olympia, and that's when I I met The Rock. And I met The Rock at um, City Athletic Club in Las Vegas, and he already knew I, who I was for my videos. And his security came up to me and said, you know, Dwayne wants to meet you, is that okay? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He said like, no, no, it's not okay right now. <laughs> and so we talked, and you know, I, I told him about all my upcoming things, and you know, he talked about his stuff, and um, he, he knew about my competition, and you know, we posted the, posted the picture, it went super viral and everything, and then, um, it, two weeks later, when I was stepping on stage, I was actually it was I was backstage pumping up. I was like 20 minutes before my prejudging, and my, my friend was like, "Yo, The Rock posted you on his Instagram." So he posted me on his Instagram the day of my show, and like a really heartfelt message. And then at the end, he he thanked me for changing his perspective a little bit more online. Wow. And that was like a huge like huge like burst of re- more reassurance for me, right? That I was doing the right thing. That you know, like, oh my God, like I'm not only impacting, you know, the regular people on a daily basis, but, you know, the top tier of celebrity. Like, The Rock is like, you know, top, top of the top. If I'm able to impact someone of that caliber, like, I can, I can, I can move the world. I can change the whole world. And that was a huge moment for me. And I did the show. I did my first uh, bodybuilding uh, men's physique show. I placed, I placed uh, third in men's physique novice. So, you know, I, I beat full body people, which was more like, confidence for me like yeah. I, like I worked my butt off for 12 weeks like insane training you know never broke diet and you know that was just more reassurance and like wow like Nick like look what you accomplished like when you really just tunnel visioned on something right so you know now now we're here and and I started my speaking company and and, and the modeling and like I said it's it's the same old cycle it's me going into an industry where I have no idea how to do it you know, people telling me I can't do it, and then me learning how to do it and implementing it and, and executing. So, you know, right now we're we are working on the speaking company. I'm speaking internationally. You know, I'm speaking all over um, about my life story, about the skill of confidence, the the importance of gratitude, and, and, and living in a state of gratitude, and you know, just showing people their true potential, what they can you know accomplish. And you know, we we are starting the like we're doing the, the speaking company. Uh, I'm breaking into the mainstream modeling industry. I want to I be like a mainstream model. Like, you know, like 
everywhere, magazines, like why not? Like, and that's my whole thing, you know, if, if, I want, if I want you guys to get one thing that, that I think about a lot is I always say why not? I always say, you know, why can't I do that? You know, there's nothing stopping you from doing whatever you want to do. Like for real, like like you said in your video, you said in your video, I I want to be remembered as a person that uh, a lot of people would say uh, when I did something uh, and not uh, what if, right? What ifs? Yeah, I'm, I'm living. Yeah, I'm living my life in a state where there's more remember whens and less what ifs. So like that's what that's a big thing I always tell people. It's just like try things, just try new things. You have literally one life. Like you have one life, like you do not want to be on your deathbed or 80 years old and be like, man, I wonder if, I wonder if I had tried that and that would have happened or I wonder if, you know, I tried to execute that business plan. Like you, you just want to try everything so you don't live life with any regrets and that's what I do. I try things, but when I try things, I give my full 110% effort because if you're not giving 100, 110% effort to what you're focusing on, you're literally wasting your time. You're selling yourself short. The thing is here, like most people, when they see like either you or other people that I get here, they see, uh, let's say, uh, the, the end, like, okay, now he's big, now he's this, and this, and this, but they don't see the process. This is what I'm trying to get people to understand. Everybody have a journey. Everybody starts somewhere and everybody have lack of, uh, uh, you know, confidence and all of that stuff, but we all start somewhere. It's not like you or anybody else. Uh, born and like, okay, I'm unstoppable. No, it doesn't work this way, right? So you're right. That's what they see from the outside. You know, that, that's what it is. Like I said, when I'm when I'm speaking all over the world, you know, people are like, oh, he was an overnight success. But like, no, like I've been working. Like I've been trying to make this happen. <laughs> it's just like the journey. They don't they don't see they don't see the grind. They don't see us over here. You know, drawing on the whiteboard until 3 a.m. Like. People don't see that, you know? And what would you say to people that uh, always try to seek for outsource validation to feel that, that they're enough, that uh, in order to get that confidence, they need uh, those materialistic things? Because you change and switch your mindset whenever, like uh, when you had no uh, outsource validation that you, you can become confident, right? It started in turn in, inside of you, right? Not outside. Yeah, so my, my thing that I have to tell them is, all right, you know, if, if, you, if you yourself don't believe in your vision, don't expect others to believe in your vision. But the best part about that is you don't need other people to believe in your vision. The only person that needs to believe in your vision is right here. This is all you need to uh, accomplish whatever you need to do. And, and I always, I tell people, you know, who, who controls you? And what I mean by that is, do you let the outside noise affect you? Do you let the outside noise, do you let the naysayers, the haters, the people that say your goals are too big, that, you know, what's plan B? You can do one of two things. You can either let the naysayers, the noise, affect you, or you can let it drive you. It's the, it's the, it's the meaning you put behind it. You know, the people that, that told me that I couldn't be a wrestler, the people told me that I couldn't be a fitness model, I could have I been like, you know, you're right, I can't. Or I could have used that and let it fuel me, let that motivate me use the outside noise to motivate me and keep me going to prove people wrong. Not only to prove people wrong, but to prove to myself that I can accomplish it. And when was, uh, I call it a fuck that moment for you? Fuck that moment means like uh, when you say like, fuck it. When you like uh, trade, become from a victim to a victor, like a leader, like, okay, I can do it. I, I, I can't live like that anymore. I think, You know, me 
like literally just like making people like putting myself out there right and not because like we can all agree that the internet is can be a very nasty place and you know people can say whatever they want and i've been made fun of in every sort of way you can think but like like i said you know fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna go on vine and i'm gonna make myself look like a like like a doofus sometimes i'm gonna make people laugh and you know as long as you know i'm making people you know happy or i'm, I'm providing some positive you know it always outweighs the negative so for me i think that one of the the fucking moments was just to like let go of the haters, you know, because there's always going to be people like making fun of you, like who cares, you know, so it was just, you know, through the wrestling, gaining the confidence to put myself out there basically and say, fuck it, like whatever, you know, people are on the internet, they can say what they want, but you know, I'm enjoying it, people are enjoying it, that's all that matters. And how old are you right now? I'm 21. That's amazing. <laughs> that comes from 21 years old. Listen to him. <laughs> so... Uh, I want to take you a little bit uh, about something else that uh, most people might don't uh, talk with you because you are such an high achiever also and, and I can see. But let's talk a little bit about relationship. Where do you see yourself in that? Relationship, like uh, relationships like women, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah, okay, so for the majority of my life, right, Nick had as much confidence as I do now like that was something that I struggled with and you know and, and it, I feel like still, still to this day it's a, it's a, you're right it's a very it's a very touchy subject for me um, because like, like I, I have gotten I have gotten denied for, for my physical appearance right so it's not I don't I don't feel like it's, it's a limiting belief because it really happens to me mm-hmm. but then I realized that you know if, a, if I'm talking to, if I'm talking to a girl and the girl like denies me for my physical appearance for my physical appearance that's an organic filter of you know that's that's an organic filter that's the type of girls that I don't want to be surrounded with that's the type of people I don't want to be surrounded with so basically you know for the people that for, like relationship wise if, if, like I said if a girl denies me for my physical what I'm missing then that's not the type of girl I want to be around anyway so that was the that was the mindset the mindset shift for me was realizing that okay well Like I said, if, if, if someone's going to not talk to me or be in a relationship with me because of this, then that's not the type of person I want to be with anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. I, I believe like all of us in moment to moment, we have uh, different uh, triads, triad of emotions that we are like, for example, I can become really confident when I train, right? When you go walk out, you like 100% know that, okay, I'm going to fucking kill this. Right? But in some other areas, for example, okay, if I go to a woman, automatically you change your triad. So you focus on something else. Your body is a, a little bit different. You're not that confident, right? Because we filter it, just like you said. We filter it with something else. We see things differently in our mind. We think differently. And this is how our body automatically reacts, our nervous system. Because you can become so confident, but, and then on other areas that you're not really, oh, oh my God, I, I start to feel this and this. So, how did you uh, overcome it? I think, I think I'm still overcoming it. I think, like I said, it, it's, these things are skills, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think it, it is... So, like, okay, you're, you're starting to talk, like, you're like, okay, I'm going to approach a girl, right? And you get that uncomfortable feeling, then you, people need to start embracing that uncomfortable feeling because you're like, okay, well, I'm uncomfortable. I know there's some growth coming out of this. I know I'm going to learn something or gain something from this. I'm going to level up. So I feel like people need to 
start embracing that 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 oh shit moment. Like I'm not so confident in this area because, like I said, that's where that's where the growth comes from. So I I think it would be just going for it, right? Just talking to, just keep talking to girls. I think it's just like you get. Yeah, it's, it's about like, like playing it until you get it. It's like you can talk uh, the stupidest thing ever, and people can listen to you like that. Why? Because you're so certain about what you're saying, right? I can talk like, oh my God, I ate this tire pizza yesterday. It was so delicious. And it doesn't make sense, right? Tire pizza, what? <laughs> But if I can really be certain and show like absolute certainty about myself, automatically it's like go to the other person. Just like when you, when you're talking, you're so certain about what you're saying. Yeah, so yeah, I feel like it's just... Those situations where we don't have enough confidence, that we need to we need to be in a we need to work on it because it's it's not going to go away. You're not just going to you know get better at that that area of life if you don't work on it. So it's just like just doing it. It's just like trial and error, or just you know building that muscle, building that muscle in that area of life. And that's, I, I, that's a that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, but but it's like we are so good at telling it to ourselves, but we are not that good at actually doing it, right? So I believe like uh, whoever listening to this. If you have an area that it's really hard for you to actually follow through, you gotta get leverage on yourself. So what I mean by that is like, like yourself, when you like, okay, I'm gonna do this, you put it out there, you put it in public, I'm going to compete. Even if you're not really sure, you put it out there. So once you put something out there, so it makes much more easier because, okay, I can't back it up. I can't like, okay, no, no, I'm not gonna do it. So once you have a leverage, either uh, you go out with a friend and he like, okay, we got to do it. Uh, you, you don't go on until you will go and uh, uh, reach to, for example, 10 women, right? So we all need yeah. the, those kind of leverage. And that's the only way to actually make us follow through. Because I, I was struggling with it as well, man. I was like uh, going out. Okay, I'm going to speak to her. No, she is too ugly. She is too short. She is too blonde. You know, whatever we mix uh, in our self. And then we don't even do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So I feel like it's just, yeah, the leverage thing and, and exercising that muscle. Yeah. So where do you see yourself, for example, in like five or ten years? You know, I want to. I want to just get in front of as many people as I can. Speak in front. You know, speak in front of as many people as I can. Um, I want to open. There's a lot. Five to ten years. That's a long time. You can get a lot done in five to ten years. Yeah. Um, I want to. By then, you know, the, speaking internationally, I want to be. You know, mainstream modeling. Um, I want to open. I want to have a. Maybe, maybe there'll be multiple gyms, but I want to have a gym where there's a bunch of adaptive equipment so like adaptive athletes can come in and not worry about if they can't use something or not. Um, but yeah, the, the speaking, the, the modeling, uh, probably DJing. I'll probably, in five to ten years, I'll be like DJing main, mainstream events in Vegas and with CBIOP and everything. That, that I'm going to start DJing. Why not? Um, nice. And um, yeah, just, just like I said, just doing everything you know I, I, I want to try everything so you know I, I, I like I said I, I just feel like my whole thing is like why not like why can't I do that why, why can't I do that or this or that so definitely speaking around the world you know modeling internationally too you know giving as much back to you know the adaptive community I want to just I just want to help as many people as I can 
Correct me if I'm wrong because I believe like uh, I, re- I remember like uh, I'm really learn a lot from Tony Robbins and he said like we all have primary question, right? So I your primary question was uh, why me, why me, why me? And now you're saying why not, why not, why not, right? So, yeah. so it makes sense like a, a lot of people once they change their primary question about anything they, they have right now, they can change their life like that. And the more we like tell these kind of questions again and again and again, then automatically our brain, okay, is targeting for an answer. This is why, like, yeah. why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, yes, I like that. Yeah, so it went from why me to why not. And that was, I saw that you were in uh, UPW, right? Yeah, I went to, so I went to Unleash the Power Within, and then I met Tony backstage, and he invited me to be his guest at um, David Destiny, so... The next month I went to David Destiny too. Wow, amazing. What did you learn there? Did you have fun? Uh, yeah, I learned that one of the main things, you know, my mission statement is, um, you know, to, to, fill, to fill myself up, to fill myself up so I can fill up, or, or to, yeah, to fill myself up so I can give more value to myself and others. Because, like, it's like a lantern, right? I'm like a light. If I don't fill myself up, I can... I can't give as much light to others, you know, so if I don't make myself happy, if I don't make myself feel great, you know, I can only give so much. So that's what I learned is, you know, that I have to, have to take care of Nick first before I can give as much as I, and give as much as I can, I want to give, you know, I have to make sure Nick's good so I can, you know, go ahead and give, give to others. And you started by practicing gratitude. You said like you, you're much more gratitude, more grateful uh, yeah. today. Yeah, being, being, being grateful, you know, starting, starting the days off feeling grateful because like, you know, just for the little things that we forget about, you know, that we woke up today, that we can breathe, that we can see, that we can feel, you know, we can smell, we have clothes, we have food in the refrigerator, just like starting your day off with gratitude because it's emotionally impossible to feel, you know, grateful and upset at the same time. So like, why would you not start your day off? Did you have any role models like back then when you were younger? Um, I didn't have, to be honest, I didn't have, I didn't have many people to look up to when I was younger. And that's why I feel like I'm so, I'm so excited about social media. I'm so excited to have an outlet because like, for example, like, like I said, I didn't, I didn't have many people to look up to. I didn't have, I couldn't go on someone's Instagram and say, oh, well, Nick did it this way. Let me try it that way. So, but um, I, I did have one guy, um, Nick Wojcik, he's, he's yeah. a, you know, Nick Wojcik, yeah, so he was born with no legs or, and no arms, and, you know, that was, I met him when I was 12, and that was kind of, that was just like the, the most similar situation I can compare myself to with someone, and to see that he was successful, to see that he was speaking all around the world and changing lives, I think definitely planted a seed in the back of my head of, you know, that, you know, look at this, if this guy can do it, you know, there's stuff out there. I truly believe we all are here to always show other people what we are capable as human beings, right? It's like uh, if you look at uh, 1950, back then, there was... Uh, every person thought that there is no chance that uh, we can break uh, the one-minute mile, something like that. And there was a guy called uh, Rogers Bannister that he actually broke this one-minute mile and he did it uh, under... Uh, four minutes I think and from that time like more than 20,000 people did it so once we actually see somebody do something it automatically makes our brain like oh if he can do it 
I can do it as well, right? Yeah, capable. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, like I said, I'm just I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to have an outlet, not only for you know normal body people, but you know so many I know so many disabled people look to my profile for guidance or look to it just for motivation, and inspiration. That just it's amazing. Yeah. So so last question I have for you is what is the legacy that you would like to leave? The legacy, the legacy I'd like to live is basically a, a lifestyle, a lifestyle, you know, most importantly about, you know, being grateful, being grateful all the time because, you know, in anyone, there's always someone in the world that would switch seconds with you in an instant. So for people to start off, you know, being grateful for what they have, but to show them, you know, regardless of what hand life has dealt you with that you, you have one life and you must play it to the best of your ability and, and to show people through, you know, what I've accomplished to, to empower others, basically, to empower others and show them what they're capable of. I think that's long-term, right? It's just everything, everything I've done through, through my life and, and through my, the industries that I'm in, anything that I do is just to empower people. And like I said, once they see, you know, like you said, once they see me do something, they switch their mindset and say, like, oh, it's, I'm capable. I'm capable of doing it. Like, look at this kid. So to, to empower others. That's amazing, man. And you are truly a, a, an example for all of us and a very, very great leader for such a young age. I can't imagine where you will be uh, 10 years from now. So it's like truly amazing. I could uh, be really honored to say like uh, I had you on my podcast. Uh, so where can we find you? Last question. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Nick Santo, Nick Santo 534. And Nick Santo 534, you can find that anywhere. You can find that on YouTube, you can find that on Facebook. And um, if you type in Google Nick SA, I'll be the longest last name. <laughs> um, so look, look for the longest last name. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the FAST factor. The FAST factor stands for 1. Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. Three, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always says, leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory and kinesthetic. Which, when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. 
For more information about my coaching, public speaking and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.